Welcome to the Volleypod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volleypod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning, and welcome to the Volleypod, presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball. How are you today, Todd? Dave's doing great. How have you been? I'm doing great. I'm I'm glad to be back in doing right. another pod. Yep. I, doesn't get any better. I get a, I get to be a little better coach every time I hang out with you for half an hour. It's nice. Oh, same here. Super fun talking volleyball. And today we're going to talk about serving. That's, you know, serving is so good you're doing that because for me, I'm a rally guy. And serving for me is a little boring. But you got to do it. It's so important. So absolutely, talk to me about it. What, okay, what are you so, doing? So today we're going to focus on serving for beginners, right? And uh, I'm going to start by sort of going over some key phrases that I use to teach the skill of serving. I use what I think to be slightly different phrasing than most coaches. I learned this phrasing from Mary Jo Pepler, and I use it to this day. Wow. And, and I know all sorts of technical stuff, but I love the way that. I phrase this, and this is probably the only sort of different thing I do as far as coaching, but I say routine. Okay. So I really want them to do their routine. Let them do their routine. Then I say load, toss, step, fire. That's all I say. Load. So routine, load, toss, step, fire. That's it. And obviously there's a bunch of details that could go into each of those. Yep. Right. But I, I love this idea of load. It's almost like just by knowing that it kind of, just by saying that it sort of feels like you're pulling back the bow, uh, you know, the bow and yep. arrow, if yep. you will, or pulling, pulling back the trigger or yep. whatever you want to say. And then fire, it's like this explosive sort of motion, right? So we want it fast, right? So I don't know. I just love those things. And I, I also want them to toss, then step, then fire. I think if they step first, then toss, it gets weird. I've heard that before, and I don't, I don't really love that. No, no, no. I think there's a, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So I typically have them do one step. They're going to step with their front foot. I don't, like, again, I try not to talk about body parts, yep. but I will have them, you know, step with their front foot first yep. and then drag their back foot. I want them at first to hit it hard. Some coaches say hit it in. And I know you and I go, uh, may disagree on this just a little bit. We, we, we don't disagree often on the pod, but I know you're, you're sort of a get it in initially kind of guy. And I'm sort of more of like, I want you to hit it hard. Is that, is that a fair estimation or no? Well, I want it over the net. So I want it, I think for me with the young kids, very, it, there are very few kids that are hitting it too hard in the beginning. Right. Uh, hitting over the net is a pro. So I like the ball hit high. Okay. And so if it's high and hard, it, it's easy to turn to, you know, to turn down the volume a little bit. We talked about that last time, but it, it's tough to turn up the volume for kids that don't have the technique. So I want, yeah, I, I want the ball hit high. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that's probably, I'm a little different there. Just a little bit. And, and I, but I think we're both saying the same thing is like, let's get some arm speed going yep. at the beginning. Yep. Right. Because again, you can back it off, but it's so hard to 
to turn it on. Yep. So that's one thing I do. Um, big body parts to small, right? I, I want them to torque, you know, on serving. I think they believe serving is very linear. Like they kind of are facing their, you know, their chest to the net. And I really want them to. Right. Open. When they load. Yep. yep. We're into hiding logos. We talked hiding about that. Logo, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and their big parts lead their, their little body little body parts so okay. so the wrist and the, and the hand will end up being the last thing but it's the smallest thing that that we're going to move so it's like the trunk moves then the, the yep. shoulder then the elbow then then the wrist so um and then i talk about elbow wrist but i don't i don't say elbow wrist i'll say something like hammer the nail i like you that know? hammer the nail because that gets their elbow involved yes and and so going from load to fire there's a lot that can go wrong in there. Yep. Oh, a bunch of stuff. But I like you have another cue, hammer the nail, nice metaphor, yes. external metaphor. Perfect. And it kind of gets their elbow pointed at the at the target, right? Then um, a low toss, low toss. I think we're all on the same page on this, but everyone tosses too high. They should only toss to the How top. How about of this? How about yeah. get rid of toss? How about lift? I like that one too. So we're into yeah. lift. It's not a toss. Yeah. It's just you're just lifting the ball up. I like that one too. I, I say toss typically, but I've I need to switch over. Let's well, play around with it. See, it. see what you think. Yeah. You gotta experiment. See, yeah. I've I've moved from toss to lift. Yeah, I like that one. And um I like that. So then I'll go, you know, they they obviously have to have a locked wrist. And I'll even allow the youngest ones, and I say allow, like I'll encourage the younger ones to serve with a fist. They don't like doing it, but I love the younger ones using a fist. And right. it's it, why? There's, there's, Tell a, me why. there's a stigma. Yeah. They don't like doing it. Right. But why do you love it? Because they get a little more, little more heat on it. It gives them uh, probably another five feet and all the serves that are going in the net now clear the net. Yeah. And they might miss, their miss hits might be worse, right? They might hit it off the side of their hand more. And so their misses look uglier, but they get more over the net. Absolutely. And I'm into hitting the ball over the net, Davis. I'm a <laughs> big fan of hitting the ball in the big box. Same. And <laughs> and I feel like when they they can, it helps them to lock their wrist as well. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like it can be a precursor to serving without the fist, right? Well, do you want to hit the ball with a baseball bat or a wet noodle? Come on. That's exactly right. And they're all trying to hit it with a noodle a lot yeah. of times when they're starting off. So. And then the other thing that I do that's different, and I don't do this right away, but I would say earlier than 95% of coaches, I want them to jump float. And my thinking on that is it creates a bit of rhythm and a bit of timing. And I think that that's good. Do you have, is, is there a rhythm to the, the jump serve? How do you teach that? Do you have cues? Boom, ba boom, boom. <laughs> That's my cue. Got, uh, so, yeah, do that. I thought, thought you were some kind of beatbox thrower. I didn't know what was going on here. Go ahead. Do that again. Okay, so our cues are boom, ba-boom, boom. And by that, I mean step, right, left, contact. Okay. So it's... When is a lift in there? So uh, the lift would be before all that. So it would be toss, then boom, ba-boom, boom. Okay. Right. And, and I say like that, we, we talk about it, but, okay. but I really try, I think the sequencing and the rhythm of it is the thing I'm trying to get out of it. Yep. So that's why I don't put a ton of words on it. And I put on my notes here, like, sure, exclamation point. Like if they want to jump float, I want them to. Right. And so I'll encourage them if they want to get into it. And I don't, you know, I say, I don't know if I'm going to let them do it in the game, but it's something I want them to try and, and to experiment with. Cause yeah. I actually think it's relatively easy. If you can serve, I think you can jump float with just a little extra practice. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, yeah, 
cues I the the cues I use I'm I'm an English guy so English major guy so for me it's it's uh left okay. lift right left hit okay. so left lift right left hit I like that left lift right left hit so and again it. saying with that rhythm yeah right? so there's a rhythm yeah awesome so here's some activities I like to okay. do for the younger kids um uh just toss step let it drop right tossing practice yep. right they don't like it and I probably wouldn't do that to hook them on serving. Yeah, but a little, and once again, that, these are small, small little bits of time. Exactly. Stuff. You don't need yeah. to do that a long time, but at least they have an idea of where they're, where that lift or toss is landing. Absolutely. And then wall serving. It's so key. I really love this one because it's this immediate feedback, right? If the ball goes to the left, you know it went to the left and you got to go get it. Right. You want it to, it's incentivized to come back to you. And then I also do it where they kind of hold their finish and make it bounce back right to their hand. Yeah. So, that one I always wonder about. Okay. And I wonder okay. about if that's slowing down, if that keeps them from moving their hand fast. Uh, the finishing and making it go there? like leaving. When they're real close to the wall like that. Well, so I want them to back up and back up and back up. You know what I mean? So but you know, you know the pinning ones that we, the yes, people do, and yes. I always wonder about that. And I've done a little bit of that, but I've kind of moved away from it. I, I know what you mean, where they kind of serve it and then like they pin it on the wall, right on yeah. the wall. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't really do. They I have, have to have it in front of them, and that's right. the good thing about something like pinning, right? right? The ball right. has to be in front of them. They can't toss it behind their head and pin it. Right. I'm talking about like just booming it off the wall. Oh no! Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, I got you. hitting it super hard, and then the other one is maybe where they go close to the wall and it's with a partner and they hit it up off the wall to their partner and their partner can go further back and further back and further okay. back. I that like one's it. cool. Okay. And then the one we call civil war serving. Okay. Where we call it civil war serving because everyone lines up and then they all shoot <laughs> basically. Okay. And that way you can civil war <laughs> serve. They, you, you can, uh, you can do the cues for them all at the same time. Yep. And you can get a bunch. There's for, a rhythm. Yes. And so okay. you can do that. I like it. Civil war serving. That's a new one for yeah. me. And then um, we just, again, try for four F serves fast flat floating and furious they added this one the kids okay. added furious because of the mindset they want to be aggressive yeah all so right. i don't know if furious is the <laughs> best word but anyways and then we also try all the time for let serves oh i'm a big clipper guy yes. yeah we do clippers every day in practice so yeah. so yeah and then just to avoid rushing they always rush especially when they get in competition uh, high toss tossing backwards right these are definitely things to avoid at twisty wristy yeah <laughs> and then scooping tossing so low that they have to scoop it so just a couple things to avoid so that's the skill serving that's what i do it's not too special but i thought we'd get into it and talk about it no some basic stuff uh yeah i i love it i love it you gotta you gotta serve awesome so next up is the scenario and this is an interesting scenario and i'm really uh interested to see what you come up with uh, for this it's how a coach responds to a player missing practice, right? And you're going to talk yeah, about this. Yeah, so, so what do we got? player misses practice. So question, we'll just give you the trick question to start. Is there, should there be consequences when a player misses practice? That's like the million dollar question. I have on club said essentially no. Okay. But I want to hear what you got. Um, because I'm, I don't know if I'm doing it right, to be honest. So I think there's a, it's a trick question because there's a bunch of context there. Right. And I think there's some age context. 
So I think if we have young kids and they're in club and they're paying for club and they're, uh, they're playing volleyball and they're playing an instrument and they have speech, um, maybe they're on some little speech team or something in their school and they're doing all these activities and they're missing because they're missing volleyball practice because they have a performance or something or violin or that, whatever they're doing is that, I mean, it's, you know, Hey, there is a commitment to a team. And I know both of us are big on a commitment to a team, but there's also being a kid and having a bunch of different activities. Right. So I think for young kids, I think we have to be very careful. Absolutely. And so that's number one. Yeah. Uh, if you make, if practices are fast and fun, then hopefully kids want to be at practice. Right. And so when they're missing, they don't want to miss. They want to be at practice. It's fast and fun. Right. Uh, so for young kids, I say, hey, you make it fast and fun. They all want to be there. They have a good time. Um, you got a bunch of kids missing, then maybe it's not them. It's you. That's good. Uh, and so I got to look at myself. If a bunch of kids all of a sudden aren't coming to practice, I'm going, hey, well, it's not fast and fun enough right. because they're deciding to do something else when maybe they don't have to. They have a choice. That's a good point. Uh, the other thing when players miss, I used to get a little upset when players missed, right? And be all, oh, gosh, we can't do all these things because such and such is in here. And now I'm going, hey, wait a minute. Fewer people here. The people that are here get more attention. It's better for them. They get reinforced by coming to practice because I'm giving them better coaching because they're here. So I kind of reframed how I look at that. Not, I don't blame those players who come to practice like, oh, I'm so bummed that such and such is in here and we can't do this. No, it's like, hey, you're here, Davis. Let's get after it. Let's get you better. Make sure that, you know, at the end of the practice, you're leaving and, and you've had a blast and you're, you're a better volleyball player. Now, there's also the context, let's say once you get older and you start having this team commitment and you're coaching a talented club team and you have players that have, you know, college ambitions. Uh, and so being on that team is important because players miss and then, hey, you don't get in situations where maybe college coaches are looking and everybody's kind of tense about things like that. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance that? And I think there's right. got to be a way to balance that. It's a little different when you get into that college recruiting and you get into whether it be high school varsity or, you know, more advanced club teams once they get into, let's say, recruitable age. Uh, and I would say uh, there's some context there. And Absolutely. so, hey, there's some family context. Like, hey, they go to a grandmother's funeral. Yeah, I'm not messing with the grandmother's funeral. You know, they go. Now, what if they're going to Coachella? Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's different things. There's different reasons. And so right. I don't think it's, I'm going to ask them, hey, why are you missing practice? And I get, hey, and we're going to talk about that at the beginning of the season and say, hey, if you miss practice, I'm going to ask you, why are you missing? Because it's, those two things are different. Right. And my response is going to be a little different. And if it's Coachella and you're making that and you don't feel like you have a team commitment, then there will probably be some playing time ramifications that I'm going to have there. And I try not to have anything that is, is cut and dry, give myself some flexibility, though I will tell you my high school rule in a minute that is okay. cut and dry. Uh, but I want to give myself some flexibility. But I do want to talk about this at the beginning of the season and go, hey, this is our, we, we think that, hey, this is a team commitment. We want you to be at practice. My job is to make practices so they're fast and fun and you're getting better. Right. And if that's not happening and you don't want to come to practice, then you got to talk to me and we got to get practices better because right. you should want to come to practice. 
I like that. It's interesting, but you know, can I comment real quick? One of the things that I, we differ on is I don't ask them why they're missing practice. I've, I've gotten to the point where I don't feel comfortable evaluating different people's reasoning for missing practice. You, you made a really clear example, Coachella grandma's, you know, right. Funeral, but for different people, different stuff is important. And I've, I've gotten, I, I just say, look, if it's important enough for you to miss practice, it must be very important. So I don't judge it and I leave it to them. And it, I'm saying, Hey, if you miss practice, it is what it is, but I don't know if that's the best approach. Right. Well, but my feeling is, Hey, if it's Coachella, and all the other players know that players at Coachella and I'm the only one that doesn't know. That's a good point. I don't like being the stupid one where, you know, we're talking about team commitment and everybody's rolling their eyes because they know that this girl's not making the team commitment. Right. And I don't know that. And there's no ramification for making that choice. And my feeling is, Hey, if you're making a team commitment, there's ramifications for choices yeah. when you're on a team. Uh, my high school, I will tell you, I have a hard and fast rule. Yes, if you right. miss the practice before a match, you don't play in set one. Doesn't matter. Grandmother's funeral, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. And that wow. is, we value practice. Right. And we value being in practice. So if you're a sub and the star player doesn't come to practice because she's sick, then we come into practice the day before and Davis, you're in her position and you're playing that and you're going to get the start and you're going to play in the first set. I love that. And that's been something that people have fought me and there's ways. I mean, let's say you have a performance or something. You go, Hey, can I come in after practice for an hour? Can I come in early in the morning for an hour and make up practice? Yes, you can do that. So there's some flexibility. Will there. they still have to sit out? Nope. Okay. Nope. If okay. they make up that practice okay. because they say, Hey, I have the scheduling thing. I can't be there, but I'm going to come in. I'm going to get the scouting report. I'm going to serve and pass, touch the ball a little bit. We'll give them an opportunity there. But if they're super sick or something and they miss, then my feeling is, Hey, the person who is next up, we want to have that next up mentality right. and we want to reward being at practice because it's important right. and not just go, well, you know, the star can miss practice and she's got a sore throat or something and doesn't, you know, I mean, right. I think now we have to be careful with, you know, obviously COVID and things and judging those things. And, but I still think that, Hey, if you're not at practice and once again, people can come to practice and not play, but they have to be sitting in practice. Right. For that time. And, and so I would add to my approach is, uh, it does add that element that you talk about. So I don't evaluate why they don't come, but I will sit them the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you don't come, you don't play the first game. And yeah. we have good enough balance on our team that, but you know, it's hard when you don't have good enough balance, meaning, oh, yeah. Right. And it's that's hard why to do mine, that. that's yeah. why mine is, it's cut and dry and say, hey, we're, it's, it's out there. Now, what if you drop first game and you just, just move on and you just put them, put them in yep. and just continue yep. on? Yep. Yeah. No it's hard feelings. Yeah. And, that's probably the best thing when you talk about that. That's a great point because I think I used to, as a young coach, I would vibe players and I don't vibe anybody. So if they go to Coachella, they go to Coachella, there's a consequence, but I'm not going to vibe them. Right. I'm going right. to make sure they understand that, Hey, their decision has a consequence and I might not be happy about it, but 
there's no vibe on there. I'm not holding grudges over time or anything. It's like, hey, you're not right. Once they, you know, there's a, you know, for Coachella, I might not play them a whole match or something. Let's go, yeah, right. hey, you're not going to play in that match. Right. Uh, we have to make sure the team knows that you making that decision is going to have a consequence. And they know that. And it, it's it's good for us to know that there's consequences to decisions. Right. And that's something we all learn as we grow up. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, and no hard feelings, no hard feelings. will go on. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. Really cool. Anything else uh, with, with this? My last one I had, I had a player miss preseason tryouts. Oh, okay. For the second time. Oh, Did it two years in a row, the family went on vacation. <laughs> oh, dang it. I just laughing. Family vacation. Yeah. But she right. was a captain and I ripped her captain from her. I oh, said, you can't be captain. Wow. Okay. Wow. Family wasn't happy. I bet. And she's one of my favorite kids. But yeah. but but the, she told me kind of last second, oh, we're going to Hawaii. I didn't tell you. And I said, hey, you can't be captain. If you're not here when we start, you can't be the captain. So, well, so having some consequences. Consequences. You know? yep. and, uh, and again, not... not like not that consequences are negative. Well, no, hey, it's if she wasn't there, you can't be leading if you're not there. Right. And hey, once she came back, there were no hard feelings. She ended up being a starting setter and being an all league player and whatever. And there were no hard but she just wasn't the captain. Right. Uh so yeah, so that was uh those those were the ones yeah. that and having those tough conversations can be can be a challenge for sure. But really interesting stuff. You know, I I think that's always tough and it's always tough to stand your ground right yeah. you know all right so let's get into a couple of these how about yeah what do you have for your drills for the art of coaching art, art of coaching, coaching drills what do you have has some for great serving? drills on serving okay. and um the first one is a beginner serving drill from uh, carrie wendell wallen she's a former ncaa player of the year at stanford uh, she's now the director at 949 and i think she does an awesome job i mean she's not even on the court but she's teaches so much really great stuff for a beginner about serving. She has a bunch of good beginner stuff. Yes. Yeah. So really awesome, you know, tossing, hand positioning, follow through, all that stuff. The next one is uh, a drill that I call Stanford serving. We do it all the time. It's just basically where you serve from close together over the net. And the whole idea is to be able to serve slow and solid, right? And, and then build uh pace as you go further and further back yeah right it's just a really cool one and again you can put a lot of so they detail. start close and then they move back yeah ba basically 10 foot line 10 foot line just trying to serve it to my partner if my partner catches it they take a step back uh, yeah see i like that just having you know arm swing tempo yes you know can you control when you put them on the 10 foot line and they serve it to the back wall you go well wait a minute can you control the speed of your arm exactly and i said earlier hit it hard right but we know we can't just hit it tens out of tens you exactly. know it just doesn't work so yeah feeling how hard they need to hit it from different paces i like that one too um and then and that's john dunning and obviously he's he's fantastic and then russ rose he does a bunch of serving routine stuff and mechanics. And again, emphasizing uh, how important the routine is. And he does even some spin serving stuff on there, like some top spin serving that I like. But um, he really says uh, to be aggressive. And I really like uh, a lot of the stuff he does with that. So 
I mean, all three of those are going to be unlocked on the uh, Art of Coaching website for people to check out. And I think those would be well worth uh, your time checking you got out. The found, you got the founders in, in there. You got uh, Russ and, and John going perfect. Absolutely. Beautiful. Those guys are incredible. So next up is the resource of the week. A what do we got? A new one. Yeah, this is one. Some I became cool. a member of this. And this is Joe Trinzi. And Joe... Uh, was an assistant with the women's national team, and he's a big analytics guy, and he has a new uh, little subscription website uh, called Smarter Volley. Okay. So Smarter Volley, uh, uh, www.smartervolley.substack. Uh, okay. So Smarter Volley, it'll be in the, in the show notes. In the show notes, but, yeah. But Joe does a bunch of interesting stuff. And, and one of his uh, things is what he calls the triangle. Okay. And the triangle is the three ways that points are scored. Okay. And so the tip of the triangle is right off the serve. So it can be the server hits the ball. And if it's an ace, so it's aces and then errors. Okay. And so you get a plus minus. So if my team is playing your team, and let's say I have three aces and no errors, I would be at plus three. Okay. And let's say you had 10 aces and five errors, you'd be at plus five. So you would actually be plus two in that department. Does okay. that make sense? Relative to you, yes. Relative to me. Okay. So that tip of the triangle on just that, that first ball would be, you'd be a plus two. The next one is first ball side out. So I serve to you, you pass, set, kill, first ball side out. How many of those do you get? Okay. And then how many of those do I get? The only thing that I could do, if I get a stuff block on that, okay. then that would take away from that first ball side out. Okay. So the tip is, once again, we have ace errors, okay. then FBSO, first ball side out, okay. and then everything else is under transition. Okay. And then we look and we say, how are your plus minuses in our match in those three departments? And so that cool. tells us what we need to practice. What a cool way of looking at it. Yeah. Super interesting. And he, he's incredible with stats. Oh, yeah. He's, well, he's good. Yeah. Good such stuff. a good resource. Definitely recommend it. And he's got a bunch of free stuff, too. Right. Yep. No, a bunch of the stuff's free. And then there's a subscription thing, too. Absolutely. Really cool. Yep. So check awesome. out Joe Trenzi. Joe Trenzi. He's the man. So today we talked about uh, serving, right? Got into that a little bit. Got into what happens when your players miss practice. I don't know if we solved the problem of players missing practice, but we definitely talked about some scenarios and how we can handle yep. it. Yep. You know, and we got some drills and a really great resource with Joe Trenzi. So once again, another great pod. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you like and subscribe. And thanks to Art of Coaching. Thank you, Davis. Fun again. Absolutely. Have a good one, and I'll see you next pod. All right. Bye-bye.